the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics, where the conversation always gives you a foundation that is built on biblical principles so you can intellectually and critically learn to weigh out decisions about life with truth, facts, contradictions, and the reality we live in, and history. Host Joe Gaona covers topics like apologetics, worldviews, contemporary culture, and the Word of God to help you articulate a defense for how you live your Christian life. See how you can get involved in support Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics by visiting ThroughoutAllAgesMinistries.com. That's ThroughoutAllAgesMinistries.com. Joe, where is that magnifying glass? Radio host and co-founder of Throughout All Ages Ministry, Joe Guyona, left to be with the Lord on October 2nd, 2021. Since then, we've been playing the Throughout All Ages radio ministry programs replays in its entirety. As a dedication to Joe and to all the loyal listeners of Throughout All Ages ministry radio program, we will be playing Joe's Celebration of Life in three parts. As a devout Christian, you will hear the impact Joe had on his family, friends, and anybody he came in contact with. Here is part one of Joe Guyona's Celebration of Life. Well, on behalf of Joe and Stacy and their family. Um, I want to thank you for being here today. Uh, your being here makes it uh, such a blessing, and I, I'm not sure we really realized how many lives Joe had actually touched and uh, what a testimony this is for how many have gathered here to honor the Lord and to appreciate Joe. Um, this has been a hard season for the family. Uh, it has been an honor to witness uh, the family, uh, amazing their faith, their courage, their trust in God, all the way down to the last minute. It's been a major league inspiration for our church fellowship here. All the Facebook posts, all the text messages, all the Zoom prayer meetings are proof that though there's weakness and tears and questions, maybe even a little confusion, and a few sleepless nights, we can see the difference that Jesus makes in a family. Even when Joe want to be with the Lord, their trust in the Lord now is deeper than circumstances, and it continues to inspire. You know, uh, as a pastor, it's one of the frustrating things about uh, a decent-sized church is you don't get to know everybody as much as you'd like to, and uh, that's the case between me and Joe. I do know that Joe was a very strong man, a man of character and principle, had a very strong work ethic, and he had a real ministry heart. He was uh, a man who loved the youth of our society, and he certainly loved the lost. He was a man who had backbone. Uh, He lived by absolutes. He had a very clear sense of what was right and wrong. And to me, in this day and age, that's extremely refreshing and a tremendous testimony. You could hear it in his preaching. That also was reflected there as well. He understood who God was and was not afraid to tell people who God was as well. And yet, he was a very tender man. He loved his wife. He loved his family. He loved people. 
and he loved God's family. I've seen tears rolling down his face uh, in services, and uh, he also loved to laugh, which uh, he's one of the few people that actually liked my stupid sermon jokes, so he was a man of incredible taste, in my opinion, I'm just saying. But I have to admit that losing Joe just did not seem right. He's a good man. He was a tireless servant of the Lord. He was a theologian in a day when people are looking for solid answers. He was a man who had them. He was an evangelist at heart. He had an amazing ministry. And, and furthermore, as a church, we prayed. We prayed that he would survive. Surely, in my heart, I thought God had more for this man to do. So his exit, his going to be with the Lord, was a little too soon, in my opinion, a little confused, still have a few questions. But it only sees, always reminds me at this moment, or a moment like this, that there are oftentimes no easy answers. And we have to remember uh, that we don't have all the information. Reminds me of a pastor I heard about who was flying into an airport and was looking out the window, and below him, around the airport, was a huge traffic jam. There had been a car accident, and so people were out of their cars and frustrated. It was a huge mess. But from the seat in the airplane, the pastor could also see the ambulance and the tow truck that was on its way, and he knew that help was coming. And though things were a mess at that point, uh, it would be cleared up rather quickly. And so he had a very different reaction when he saw the big picture. Our problem is we're stuck on the ground here with confusing circumstances, even painful ones, and perspective makes all the difference. There is hope in this reality. Uh, There is solid ground. There's a place for us to rest. We can find it in the love of God and the truth of his Bible. Now, there are no easy answers, and at this time, it's always best to keep things simple, not to speculate. As Chuck used to always say, balance what you don't know by what you do know by what is revealed. A couple things we do know. We know that God loved Joe, that he loved his family, and that today God loves you. God sent his son, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. We know that God loves us because he sent his son. One thing we need to remember as we honor Joe today is that Joe was God's son. Joe belonged to the Lord through Jesus Christ. So um, I take comfort, we should take comfort in the fact that God understands our pain because God lost his son too to death this last week. Jesus, you remember, stood at the tomb of Lazarus. There's God's attitude toward those who pass. He wept angry tears on that day. And even though he knew that he would raise him from the dead, he hates what what sin has done to the human race. It's precisely why he went to a cross. So some things are confusing today, but I do know this, that God loves us and the purpose for, for Joe's exit at this point will some way, somehow further God's glory and God's plan for each one of Joe's family. We also know this from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Paul said, brothers, we don't want you to be ignorant about those who have fallen asleep, the biblical description of those who are believers who die, or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So the Bible describes the, the trans. Uh, transformation of Joe Gaona as simply falling asleep in this world and waking up in the next. And Paul adds the comment uh, that it's right for us as Christians then to grieve. Paul said it's right, it's appropriate that we grieve. When Jesus wept, it shows it's not a lack of faith to shed tears when somebody we love 
exits to heaven. All through the Bible, you see this. Abraham grieved when he lost his wife. Moses and David both did as well. And there's a prescribed period in the Old Testament where God said to set aside, to grieve appropriately, time to work through the emotions. And the reason why it's so hard for us at this time is because death, I believe, is unnatural. We're not truly equipped to handle it. It always shocks us. We're never truly prepared for it, though we know it's coming. And the reason why it's unnatural to us is because it was never God's intention. God's intention was man in a garden, in a perfect and pristine place, no suffering, no death, no separation. So that's why it's the right response for us to grieve. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 3, To everything there is a season, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to laugh, and a time to weep. And so life can be especially hard at a time like this. Stacy and Joe and Vaughn, the grandkids, the other kids, the grandchildren, the rest of the family are grateful that you're here today, but they're going to continue to need us next week and next month, uh, holidays, when Joe's absence is going to be most noticed. We need to be patient with them as they grieve through his absence. So yes, we grieve, Paul says, but our grief is different. Our grief is, is not based on emotion uh, only, but we have the hope of heaven and the truth of God's word. Something else we know is we know that heaven is going to be the ultimate family reunion. Paul said here in Thessalonians that we'll be gathered together with Jesus when he returns, and it refers to those who have fallen asleep in him, those who died believing in Jesus, will all be gathered together like one big happy family in heaven. Couldn't help thinking, as I saw all the hugging going on here today, uh, there are multiple churches that Joe was a part of, multiple families of gods that are here, loving on each other and enjoying each other. That is what heaven's going to be like. But, you know, what's cool about that is there's another person I'm looking forward to seeing again in heaven, and that's Joe Gaona. Another reason why heaven is a better place, a sweeter place, probably now a funner place, because Joe is actually there. So today, as believers in Jesus, we're not really saying goodbye. What we're saying is we'll see Joe later in heaven. Something else I know is that Joe had a real personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It was the sum total of his life. But what that means is, is that there was a day in Joe's life when Joe got completely honest with his condition before God. He was humble enough and honest enough to admit that he was imperfect, that he was a sinner, and that he needed a Savior. And the Bible says those that believe and trust their eternity to Jesus Christ have heaven to look forward to. And since that day that Joe received Christ as his Savior, he became a citizen of heaven, but today he is a resident of heaven. So let's make a correction then. We're gathering today. Usually we call this a memorial service, and we will remember. There'll be some wonderful things to cherish and revel in, but really it's a promotion service. Joe is finally in heaven uh, where he is a citizen in the realest sense of the word. I can also say this, that technically Joe Gaona did not die. The Bible says that he fell asleep. You see, Christians don't really experience the death process. David said in Psalm 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the shadow of death, it's not the real thing. It's just the shadow. Looks like it, has the resemblance of it, but for the believer, it's not the real thing. Jesus said in John eleven twenty six, whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. So the only way for the Bible to describe the transition of a believer from this world into the next 
is to fall asleep here and to wake up in heaven. I've often wondered if Jesus or Paul got that from Jesus. You remember the story of the young girl that died and he came to help her and by the time he got there she was already uh, had already passed away and Jesus said no no she's not dead she's merely sleeping and I've come here to wake her up. So what a neat thought. A few days ago Joe Guyona fell asleep in this world and he woke up in the very presence of God in heaven. So I can say on the authority of the Bible, Joe did not die. He is very much alive today. Uh, Paul said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I always quote this. It's my favorite quote. It's the quote from D.L. Moody. The year before he passed away, he said this, someday you'll read in the newspapers that Moody is dead. He said, don't believe a word of it. I shall be more alive then than I am now. And so also is Joe, very much alive today. Now, Joe was very ready for his uh, promotion to heaven. His passing for us may have been somewhat of a surprise and too soon, but Joe was ready and has been ready for years because he had received Christ as his Savior. I think if Joe were here this morning, I know he would be saying, are you ready? Physical death, obviously, is inevitable for all of us whether you're old, young or old. And uh, we live in a day now where we're fighting with the coronavirus or COVID, and we're being reminded every day on the news that life is short, somewhat unpredictable, and we really don't know the day. And so today, Joe's life continues to preach. If he were saying, he would say, get ready now by turning to Christ, that you might receive God's forgiveness, the gift of salvation, so that you are ready. The truth is, you know, we all have a deadly virus. It's not COVID. It's called sin. And ultimately, it will separate us from God. Today, we're putting our hopes in a vaccine, and we're discovering already it's not as effective as we had hoped. But here's the good news. The the solution for our sin is completely and eternally effective. Jesus is the cure for our sin. And here's why. Because he was infected with our sin. He died on the cross in our place. He rose again the third day. And so today he offers the solution to the virus of sin that we might be forgiven and saved and and receive eternal healing and know that when we die, we'll go to heaven. And like Joe, everybody gets their God moment. Everybody gets the opportunity to come to that decision. What in the world am I going to do with Jesus? And Joe would be saying, and I'm saying, you need to get ready by receiving Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Look, life can change on a dime. There's no guarantee you're going to have a long life. And so every person has a choice to make. Heaven is real. Eternity is real. Hell is real. But between heaven and hell is a cross is a savior that can guarantee that you'll spend eternity in heaven and all hinges on a decision about Jesus Christ. So that's what I know about Joe. That's what I know about his condition. Here's a few things what I know about you this morning. I know that every one of you has a basic emptiness. You're a human being. We try to fill that empty spot with a lot of things, but nothing truly ever satisfies because ultimately we have a God-shaped hole. We were created for a relationship with our Creator, to know our God, and that emptiness nags at us. It talks to us. It makes us miserable until eventually we recognize we need to be made right with God through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So I know everybody's basically empty. I know, secondly, everybody has a sense of guilt. That's because we're sinners, and a sinner is someone who has broken God's law, and in a simple way to put it, we're imperfect. 
But sin carries weight. Bad choices yield bad fruit, sometimes bitter consequences and pain, not only in our own lives, but also in the people that we love. But sin is also a weight on our souls. It frustrates our lives, and it continues to keep us in a situation of fear. Thirdly, I know that all people basically have a sense of loneliness. You can be surrounded by your family, by your friends. You can be in a relationship and still feel very lonely. That's because you were made and designed for a relationship with God. No human relationship can fill that void. No one else can make that that emptiness go away and and solve that, uh, that loneliness. What you're searching for is something real and something with the God who made you. And finally, I think most people have a basic fear of dying. We've seen the stats on TV for the last two years. So my question for you today is, if you're not sure you're going to go to heaven, you need to be reminded today that life is very fragile, that it can quickly change. And you don't want to leave your choice about Jesus or about eternity to the last moment. So my question is, if that describes you, if you know there is that empty place, that sense of guilt, and you're carrying the weight of your guilt and of your choices, you feel that emptiness, and you're afraid of dying, maybe today, with Joe's exit and promotion to heaven, it's your day to enter the kingdom of God by receiving Christ. And it's so easy. All you've got to do is admit you're a sinner. Ask God to forgive you, and God will remove your loneliness. He will fill that empty spot. He will forgive your sins. He will make you his child. And ultimately, when you pass out of this world, you will go to heaven. Jesus died and rose again. He offers you forgiveness and a relationship. But there must be a definite moment where you say yes. You know, it's like receiving a gift. It's not yours until you reach out, embrace it, and take it to yourself. It's not yours until you say yes to Jesus Christ and invite him into your life. Let me ask also this. Maybe a few of you here are prodigal sons or daughters, meaning that you've walked away for some reason from your relationship with the Lord, and you've been living in somewhat distant or miserable uh, condition. Maybe it was because of an influence of a college or school professor. Maybe it was the result of an influence of ungodly friends. Or sometimes it's just plain easier to be selfish and not walk with the Lord. And maybe Joe's life or the current events in the world have you worried and fearful, and you recognize that I am empty and you're miserable, and today you're saying, enough's enough. I've gone too long without being home. Well, here you are hiding in a church. Can I just say that's a really funny place to hide from God, let me say. (laughs) But the fact that you're here says that you not only love Joe and the family, but once again, you're sensing that it's time to come home. It's time to recommit my life to the Lord once again. Don't put this off. The Lord is no doubt tugging on your heart today. The Lord is calling your name, and here's how you know. You know it. You can hear it in your heart. And what the Lord is saying to you, you need to, today is your day. Today's a day you say yes to Christ. You know what? You may never feel this way again. Grab the opportunity. It's time to receive Christ and invite him into your life. I'm going to lead you in a prayer in just a second, a very simple prayer. Prayer is a fancy word for just talking to God. And all I'm going to ask for you, for those that want to receive Christ or rededicate their lives to the Lord, to simply right there in the confines of your seat, within the privacy of your own heart and mind, repeat this prayer after me in your own words. Reach out to God. Be as sincere as you possibly can. And I guarantee you, 
based on the promise of God's word, if you receive Christ, he will come in and make you his own. Let's all bow our heads and close our eyes. If you want to receive Christ as your savior, you want to rededicate your life, then pray this prayer in your own heart and mind. Dear Jesus, I recognize that I am a sinner, that I indeed have broken your laws, and I am so sorry for doing so. And Joe's passing has reminded me that I need a savior. It's what Joe stood for. It's the message that Joe preached. And today I respond by inviting you, Jesus, into my heart. Come in and wash my sins away. Give me that gift of eternal life. Make me your son or daughter. I take you as my savior right here, right now. I believe in you. And then, Lord, help me. Give me the strength to walk with you until I see you face to face in heaven. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, let me say congratulations. After the service today, there will be some pastors up here. We have some materials we can give you that will explain what it means to be a Christian how to walk with the Lord, your first steps, answer a lot of your questions. I no doubt the family would love to talk to you. So this morning you prayed that prayer for the first time, make sure and tell them, today I gave my heart to Christ at Joe's memorial service and let them know that Joe's promotion was the occasion of your exit into the kingdom. Amen? All right, now we're going to have some testimonies by uh, Joe's family, Bond and... Joe Jr. and Stacy, and so on to invite them up now. Well, good afternoon. My name is uh, Bond. I'm one of Joe's brothers. Uh, he has two of us, one's in the very front here, and uh, I'm not resurrected, Joe. Some of you might think that, but, you know. <laughs> Gary is an awesome man of God, but he isn't that good. <laughs> Jesus is, though. Amen. <laughs> You know, I, I can't believe that he's in heaven. You know, um, that's all we ever talked about. That's, that's our whole lives, you know. And uh, we gave our lives together three months. We gave our lives together to Jesus about three months apart. And that's all we ever talked about. Well, that's, all we, that's what we lived our lives for. We, we readied and prepared our hearts to see Jesus. And, you know, so I, I'm just angry because he beat me to it. You know, I'm just, you know, but. He's, he's before our Savior, the one who has paid for our sins. The, the, debt, the debt that we couldn't pay, Jesus did that for us. And then he came and he didn't have to come and reveal himself to us. And, you know, and then he not only saved us from that penalty of sin, he gave us life in life more abundantly. And he gave us hope. Yeah, we were hopeless. We were a bunch of 20-year-old nothing kids just living life aimlessly. And, and Jesus redeemed us, gave us hope, gave us joy that's unexpressible. We, we can't explain it. It's just something that only a believer can sense and know because the scripture says it. But we know it within our own souls. And you, you may say that he smiled and laughed a lot, it's that joy, that, that joy that he's given to us that's so inexpressible. We can't express it. We just have it because of what he did for us. So he's in heaven before Jesus, and he's praising him and worshiping him and thanking him for all the wonderful things that Jesus did for him. And, and I think that's, that's an amazing concept to think that, you know, the last breath here on earth is his 
first breath in heaven. And, you know, the description of heaven is marvelous. The, the, the roads are made of gold. The, the very thing that man honors so much here, gold, and yet it's the pavement, you know, of heaven, you know. And, and that is not what has caught Joe's attention, you know. It's not the, the, the different stones, the, the pearly gates. It's, it's not that, you know, it's not the, the four creatures that are in heaven singing, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. It's not all the angels, millions of angels just sitting around the throne. It's not all the saints that has gone before him, but it's Jesus. Jesus is the focal point. It's everything that we've ever lived for and now has become real. And it's the reality of now of being in the presence of God and worshiping him, giving him the glory and the honor that's due to him. All the things that are in heaven, the, the throne of God with the emerald rainbow on top and all the glittering of the, you, you think of the crystal sea and the, the bright lights shining on that with all these colors. Just that, That's nothing compared to seeing the face of Jesus. That was part one of Joe Guyona's Celebration of Life. Tune in next week as we continue to hear the impact that Joe Guyona had on his friends, family, and anybody he came in contact with. God bless. That's a take, and this has been Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics. You can learn more about your host, Joe Gaona, how to support and get involved with 1530 Apologetics by visiting throughoutallagesministries.com. That's throughoutallagesministries.com. 1530 Apologetics is vigorously setting the pace to give easy answers to hard questions in the culture we live in. So be sure to join Joe at this same time next week for more biblical principles to help you intellectually and critically learn to weigh out decisions about life with truth, facts, contradictions, the reality we live in, and history. This has been Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.